Hey, you're listening to Tech Talks with Lou, and I'm Lou Temlett. I hope you're having a good day, and I'm really thankful for you listening. So, this is Tech Talks with Lou, the show in which I discuss the top tech secrets for success from the best in today's digital world. Last time, I spoke with Alex Blake, lifestyle coach and public speaker. If you haven't already listened, head back after this episode and tell me what you think. My guest today is a dancer, choreographer, model and influencer. She is the pioneer of hashtag breaking the stereotype and a bit of an inspiration for me. I'd like to welcome Amanda LeCount to my podcast. Hi, Amanda. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. It's just amazing. You know, when you reach out to influencers and people of fame and fortune um, on Instagram, you never really expect anyone to reply to your message. But Amanda, you did. And only a couple of weeks ago. So I'm so grateful that you responded and said yes to being on my podcast because my childhood was filled with dance and... Uh, you're such an inspiration. One of my friends, very good friends, a singer and songwriter, Sam, put me on to you. And I'm so excited to be following your journey. It's just an inspiration. So tell me about how your dance career started, Amanda. I'm excited to listen. Sure. Um, I will warn you now, I tend to talk a lot. So if I'm going too long, please tell me, okay, let's wrap it up. Um, (laughs) But I'm so passionate about it. I'm passionate. Um, But I started dancing when I was only two years old. And I come from a family of seven. So I'm I'm one of seven kids. And uh, I'm the youngest. I'm the baby. So my two older sisters growing up were in dance at the time. They don't dance anymore. Uh, But they were in dance at the time. And my mom was a single parent. And, you know, we didn't have the money to have a nanny or, you know, to go to daycare or whatever. So I'd always be at the dance studio when my sisters would be at dance and I'd be jumping around to the music or like staring through the window at my sisters like, I want to be in there. And my mom um, is very observant. And she saw that and she was like, oh, like maybe Amanda would like that. Should I put her in some dance classes? And she put me in dance and now I'm the only one that dances anymore. But I'm really grateful oh that you know, I had a parent that saw that potential and, you know, saw how I was, how I was acting and um, just caught on to it and put me in dance class. And I'm so happy she did. And I love it. And as far as my like professional career, <laughs> that's when I started dance. <laughs> but as far as professional, um, I was born in Colorado. So there's not too much of a professional dance scene there there definitely is but not anywhere near the LA or New York level and I knew that if I wanted to pursue it professionally I'd kind of have to go to one of those places and so I moved to LA when I was 13 and I again I'm so lucky to have had a mom that was so supportive and so like on board with me chasing my dreams and that supported me and believed in me and I moved to LA and I got an agent and I started auditioning and I've been really really lucky to work with some amazing artists and people and people that I'm inspired by that I looked up to growing up that I still look up to and yeah I've been pretty lucky but I don't know if I'd say luck because I worked very hard, but I, yeah. I'm still lucky to have been able to move to LA and to have been able to get the opportunities I have. So that's that's, a, that's amazing. I, <laughs> Thank um, you. I um I I completely resonate and you know starting moving around and dancing from the age of two. Um, mm-hmm. You beat me by a year. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and maybe that's maybe that's the trick you start a bit younger um but just just having someone that can see the talent or see the potential of the talent in you and just to continue to encourage you you know i think you know some of my listeners may well have had some dreams and aspirations in life but you know maybe there's also some opportunity for um some of us now as parents to encourage you know, our young children in some of the things that they show talent in, um, even to pursue for a little while. But it sounds like your mum's an amazing person. She, yeah, she's, she's the best. I think every, every kid feels this way, but I, I think I, I got the best mom ever. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. That's so lovely. So you're the only one still dancing. It feels like you're doing the dancing for your whole family right now because you had some amazing experiences. Um, we'll, we'll come on to the tech bit in a minute, but tell me about some of those amazing experiences and, and how that's kind of affected, you know, your life and, and how things have progressed for you. Sure. Um, it's so hard to narrow it down to like some of my favorites, but I think one that will always be my favorite is I was lucky enough to work with Rihanna um, for her Savage X Fenty show, both uh, last year, 2021, and uh, the first one she did in 2019. And that experience never fails to leave me just feeling so empowered and confident and um, just beautiful afterwards. And I, I truly love the show and I love what it stands for and what it what it represents. And I think it's truly one of the most diverse shows out there. Um, and I just I'm so appreciative that the show exists. And then I'm just grateful that I can be a part of it. Um, yeah. And so that's amazing. I love Rihanna so much. Um, and then I've been able to dance for some amazing celebrities. I've been in uh, a music video for Lady Gaga and Katy Perry. Um, I worked with Megan Trainer, Lizzo. Um, I've just been able to work with so many talented artists that, again, I'm inspired by. And um, I never thought I would have a chance to work with, honestly, growing up. <laughs> and it oh just feels goodness. so surreal. And I'm so grateful. Um, I was a plus size mermaid uh, for ABC's Little Mermaid Live, um, which that was really exciting because I feel like all kids kind of grow up looking up to Disney princesses and characters and all that. Yeah. And I never really saw someone like me portrayed in a good light, honestly. Um, yeah. We're always either the villain or the comedy character. Um, so to be a plus size Disney mermaid and just to be so beautiful and um, it was a full circle moment. And I, I got wow. a lot of messages after that being like, oh, my gosh, it was a plus size, you know, Disney mermaid. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And um, that was really special to me because I know that there were some kids watching that that probably watched that and said, oh, my gosh, like I can be beautiful. Like, look at her. She's a mermaid. Like and just thinking about that makes me really happy. Um, so those yeah. are some of my, my favorite things I've been able to do. That's just incredible. And, you know, when we tell our stories, people can connect with us. And I think that's um, really outstanding. Please, may I share your age, Amanda, because it's <laughs> yes, just incredible. OK, <laughs> listeners, Amanda is only 21 and she has met all these incredible people and made such an amazing start to her life already. Um now you've created um, a hashtag breaking the stereotype mm -hmm. um, that's a trademark that mm -hmm. you started six years ago so tell me about that 
Oh, breaking the stereotype. Uh, it's something so close to my heart and it's almost like it feels like a part of me because it's so special to me. And um, it's a movement I created, um, mostly a social media movement. Um, and it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's all about, you know, when I was growing up, I was told that I didn't have a dancer body um, and I didn't have the right body for dance. And I just got tired of hearing that. <laughs> and I, I decided one day, you know, I want to create, um, I didn't think it was going to be a movement. Honestly, it was, it was very... Uh, spur of the moment when I created it and I had no intention of it going anywhere. I was just in my car driving to dance and I was on Instagram and I saw one of my friends was using a hashtag and I was like, oh, I've never even thought about using a hashtag. That's a cool idea. Um, but I wanted mine to represent what I'm all about and what I want to achieve with my dancing and just my career. And I thought of breaking the stereotype because I don't fit the stereotype <laughs> um, when yeah. it comes to dance, when it just comes to beauty standards in general, I don't fit that. And I know a lot of people relate to that. And I wanted to create it more just for me, honestly, as a personal, a personal message, but people caught on to it really fast and they resonated with it and could relate to it. And now it's, it's such a huge part of who I am. And if you know me, you know, breaking the stereotype. Um, uh, and I'm so grateful for the places it's taken me. I think without that, I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of the things I've done. Um, but it's yeah. all about inspiring, um, everyone, but my, my, my special place is the younger generation or kids growing up and I want to be a role model for them. And I always say, I want to be the person I didn't have growing up, uh, for this yeah. generation. So I didn't have a plus size dancer that, you know, looked like me dancing, you know, for music yeah. videos and on TV growing up. And that was a little disheartening and a little, yeah. it, it, it made me doubt myself and it made me wonder, can I do this? Can I be successful? Um, and so if I can be that source of inspiration for the younger generation, um, that they can do it. It, then that just makes me so happy and yeah that's that's what that's what breaking the stereotype is all about that's just incredible and when I was growing up you know I did a lot of partner dancing ballroom and Latin American um, mm -hmm. and disco as well I'm a, I remember my daughter now loves dressing up in kind of swimsuits mm -hmm. and lycra leggings and things like that but there I was in my all-in-one pink lycra because lycra was new back in the 1980s um, <laughs> and uh, and you know there's kind of that evocative feel about dancing and being in you know nice fitting outfits and just being able to move so freely um, but like you you know I, I never saw any plus size dancers um, you know I followed Come Dancing which some of the UK listeners may remember um, and I still have yet to dance in uh, Blackpool Tower Ballroom. That's on my list to do, Amanda. Um, now, um, have you ever been to the UK? Uh, yeah, I went, uh, I went there once, um, yeah, to teach at, have you heard of Move It, the dance like festival or dance? Yes. Yeah. Um, I went there to teach and uh, perform there in 2018, I believe, but I want to go back. Oh. I haven't been back since. Yay. <laughs> You'll have to come back. We'll have to meet up at Blackpool Tower Ballroom and yeah, uh, let's just, do it. you know, take out the whole place. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, just seeing dancers gliding around the floor, moving just so elegantly and just so you know kind of out there but it was very much and still it is um you know very slim dancers um now you know you're an exceptional 
cold answer. I will just yeah. put that out there. And if anyone hasn't followed Amanda Lacount on Instagram, it is at Amanda Lacount mm-hmm. um, and hashtag breaking the stereotype. Um, do have a follow, but um, yeah, just the dancing. So that's one of my dreams. And actually, you know, I would have loved to have been supported through you know, that kind of journey. Um, And I do completely resonate with you. It's hard work. All of your achievements right now are down to you and your your commitment and dedication to where you are now. More so than any other profession, it's incredibly physical. And Mm -hmm. actually, you have to put the hours in, you have to put the practice in. And, uh, you know, all of those other amazing things that you do. This is Tech Talks with Lou, and I'm Lou Temlett. And today I'm talking with Amanda LeCount, dancer, choreographer, model, and influencer. Now, Amanda, um, hashtag breaking the stereotype has been around for six years. And you saw one of your friends using a hashtag. So that also indicates to me that you know a bit about technology and social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and my podcast is very much about breaking down some of those kind of fears that people have around technology. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want you to talk to me about how you were immersed in it so early. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we spoke earlier a bit about, um, you know, kind of childhood um, time being outside um but uh, and obviously not being able to use social media actively Mm -hmm. until age 13 so Mm -hmm. share with me some of your stories Mm -hmm. sure um yeah before we started recording the podcast we were kind of talking about how um I was kind of lucky enough to be right on the edge of that last generation that somewhat got a normal childhood um you know growing up when I was at home I wasn't on Instagram I wasn't on Facebook or whatever it was like oh, hey, you know, Matt, who's my brother, like, Matt, Sarah, do you want to play outside? Like, do you want to go on the trampoline? Do you want to ride our bikes? You know, I was still lucky enough to have a normal childhood where I wasn't, you know, constantly worried about social media or anything like that. Um, Instagram, I think, was created when I was 11 or 12. I might be a little off, but at least that's when I found out about it. And that's when, you know, my friends at school were like, do you have Instagram? And I was like, huh? What's Instagram? (laughs) Um, I I think I might have gotten it when I was 11 or 12 if if that's not the right age I'm sorry I'm not lying I just think that's what age I was um so, so and- Aman- Amanda's an early adopter <laughs> <laughs> um and I got it when I was like 11 or 12 but when I was posting on there it was just like stupid stuff it was like oh here's my not here's my lunch but like here's my friends and I at lunch or like here's a picture of the mountains like it was very obviously lighthearted. I wasn't like okay yeah. I need likes and I need <laughs> engagement um <laughs> And I feel like that's kind of one negative thing about social media or at least how it's how it's turned and uh, evolved is I feel like it went from just being a fun way to share our lives and, you know, what we're up to with our friends to being so focused around um, attention and oh, do I have enough likes? Oh, it's not getting likes. I'm going to take it down or I don't like it anymore. And I feel like our, our, our value, how much we value ourselves and what we do is now being uh, directly related to how many likes we're getting or how many followers we're getting. And I think that's really concerning because I feel like it, it warps our, our perspective of ourselves. Um, And I think it can just be really damaging to, uh, 
build your life and your passions around other people's opinions because then it's not yeah. even your life anymore you know what I mean so um completely it's hard but with my with my platform I've been given and I'm so grateful for it um I really try to just be authentic and be genuine and um if people don't like it I don't care. <laughs> um, and that sounds very cutthroat, but I think that's that's best for me because I know I'm staying authentic to myself. And I always say, you know, I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for something I'm not or someone I'm not, you know, because at least I can go home and say, well, I'm being myself and I'm doing what makes me happy. I'm posting what I love, what I like to do. And whether people like it or not, that's on them. But I can yeah. go home. Um, but yeah, amazing. social media is crazy. But I didn't start really getting into it until I was probably like 14, 15, like yeah. really doing it for real. And I think, um, you know, being an early adopter and, mm -hmm. you know, measuring our lives, you know, key performance indicators, all of those business mm -hmm. things kind of start mm -hmm. to come into our our kind of personal and social lives mm -hmm. but it's how um i guess that's where you know a number of us compare ourselves to um other people and actually mm -hmm. you know the thinking is very much well compare yourself against yourself you know how are you yesterday and how are you today mm -hmm. um that's the only comparison that anyone needs to be bothering about but mm -hmm. you know it, it's a measure isn't it and we do we do love to see the likes. We do like to see the engagement because at the end of the day, all of us are running businesses and, you know, that's from a, from a business perspective, um, it can demonstrate growth and, you know, improvement, um, from that perspective but it's it's i guess it's separating that social media side of things from from our personal lives mm -hmm. uh, and the yeah. balance of what we share and what we don't absolutely um yeah for sure i think um I, I understand why people are kind of concerned with social media engagement and things like that, especially if you're running a business. Um, and for someone like me who <laughs> I don't know if I love the word, but I am an influencer of some sorts. Um, not that I don't you like are the word. an influencer. <laughs> not that I don't like the word or what it stands for, but I feel like sometimes people feel a certain way about that or like, you know, they have they have biases towards it, um, which I understand. But um, I think as far as running a business, that's very different because you you do rely on social media um, and that's how you, you know, provide for yourself or your family. So it is important. I just think it gets dangerous when kind of like you said, it starts affecting your personal life. And I think yeah. the, the challenge is really separating the two. So when I reached out to um, Amanda, um, she very kindly agreed. But um, we were supposed to record on a different day, but I got sidelined for Mario Lopez, none other than Mario Lopez, um, who, if anyone hasn't quite connected the name, if you watch Saved by the Bell as a child, um, it was that guy. Go and check him out. Oh, my gosh. I was like, okay, Amanda, I'll, I'll catch up with you the following day. It's fine. It's fine. It's only Mario Lopez on America's Got Talent. So tell me about that experience, Amanda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, Mario Lopez, the show he's on is Access Hollywood. But I've oh, been on America's Got Talent. But he was on Access Hollywood, which is his show that he does. Um, um, and yeah, so it's funny enough that we, uh, we were supposed to do this that day. And then <laughs> obviously I ended up getting the Mario Lopez thing. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry, but it's Mario Lopez. 
Um, no, you should have gone here. to Mario Lopez. No, no, next time, Mario Lopez. No, sorry, I've got a podcast with Lou Tamlet. Right. Sorry, I've got a day. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was super cool. Um, and I actually got that. It's, it's crazy how... Um, things are connected and how one thing can lead to another and another. And um, I actually ended up getting that opportunity because I did a video to a Missy Elliott song and she had actually posted it on her Instagram and it went pretty viral. I think it has three or 4 million views on her Instagram um, of me dancing. And I think access Hollywood saw that and they were like, Oh, like we'd love to have you on and like teach Mario some moves and to get interviewed and stuff. (laughs) Um, And it was super fun. Mario was super sweet and he's super funny and he killed my core choreography so if, if you haven't seen that um it's on my instagram but Ooh. it's also probably on youtube somewhere um but yeah that was an amazing experience but that's why i had to push back the podcast just a little bit okay that's fine <laughs> i'll forgive i'll forgive you on that one amanda okay, i won't thanks. forgive mario lopez <laughs> <laughs> until he comes onto my podcast yeah. <laughs> that that has to be a deal i'll reach out i'll reach out This is Tech Talks with Lou, and I'm Lou Temlett. And today I'm talking with Amanda LeCount, dancer, choreographer, model, and influencer. Amanda, what do you have coming up over the next six months or so? Yeah, um, there are some very, very exciting things coming up. Um, Of course, dancing always. Um, I'm going to Texas next week for uh, the... I can't remember the exact name, but I think it might be South... Time Southwest Festival or something. And it's like a music film festival thing. Um, and I'm going out there with Amazon Prime and Steezy. Um, and they're launching the Lizzo, the new Lizzo show um, that wow. she did with Amazon Prime. So I get to go to that, which I'm super excited about um, doing that next week. And then um, this weekend, I'm speaking at a conference um, that I've spoke at that I spoke at in 2020. Um, so I get to talk and I love public speaking. Um, I absolutely love it. So I get to do that and then dance a little bit. And that's in Anaheim. Um, and then I have something really exciting in the works that I don't think quite yet I can talk about. Um, but it's a very big deal. And it's something (laughs) I've never been able to do. It's on the acting side of things. Wow. And it's a very, very, very big opportunity. Um, and so I'm working on that excited um, but I can't say what it is yet um, and then besides that um, yeah just teaching more and uh, trying to enjoy life and enjoy uh, the company the people that I surround myself with um, and yeah just being grateful being in the present moment I feel like that's that's what I'm up to as of as of now that sounds so exciting I like the fact that you can't mention it just makes it feel more special <laughs> <laughs> I know I wish I could but believe me when it comes out you guys no, no. Will be like I, I won't even guess because you know okay. I, I won't get to sleep tonight <laughs> <laughs> um so I want to talk a bit more about your dancing uh-huh. um so tell us about the styles of dance you do Amanda Mm-hmm. Yeah. So growing up, I, I feel like a lot of people don't know this, but I'm actually trained in, I can't say every style of dance because of course there's so many, but I'm trained in a lot of different styles that I feel like people wouldn't guess. Um, mm-hmm. I did ballet for a very, very long time. I'm trained in contemporary jazz, musical theater, tap. I'm a tapper. Um, a lot of people don't know that either. Um, uh, I'm a tapper. Tap was like my thing growing up and hip hop. Those are my two. Um, no, what I, else? I, I, I just in? want, I, I just want to interject. So I will relate to the tap dancing um, oh. because I've I've done a bit of musical theatre uh-huh. um, and danced and sung and acted on stage, um, mm-hmm. mostly at kind of university and such uh-huh. like. Um, 
Yeah, Guys and Dolls, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh, yeah. All of those amazing things. And, um, yeah, I loved all the choreography. And I, I didn't yeah, ever learn to tap dance. But, um, you know, I'm a good follow, so I could just uh-huh. follow the, the moves. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Oh, it's so much fun though just have dance shoes on your feet that make mm-hmm. a new sound and yeah give you another another different feeling no it's so cool and I, I think uh the reason I liked it so much too is because of course all dance is naturally very closely tied to music of course um but I feel like tap specifically be it's so it, I like it so much because you make music with your feet and I, and I love that. And uh, obviously I'm very passionate about dance, but I'm also very passionate about music. So it kind of mixes the two together. Um, And I just, I think it's so cool that we can make these rhythms and these sounds and uh, music with our feet. I just, I think it's crazy. And I think it's like magical. So you, I I interjected very quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. You started speaking about hip hop as well. Yes. Yeah. So I actually didn't start hip hop until I think I was five or six, I want to say, because growing up, you kind of or at least most people when they start dance really young, they start with ballet, jazz and tap. Um, So that's kind of what I focused on for the first couple of years. And then as soon as I took hip hop, I was like, this is for me. (laughs) I was like, I loved it. And I think the reason I love it so much is because it's one of the few dance styles where I feel like there's not really rules to it, or there's not like a yes or a a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Whereas ballet, you know, it's very either you have it or you don't, or it's right or it's wrong. And hip hop, I feel like it's more um, personal and it's kind of more up for interpretation. And, uh, kind of the more unique or individual you are kind of the better I feel like or at least in my experience and I just enjoyed how freeing it was and I could play around and there wasn't a a a technique to it of course in certain styles there is you know of hip-hop like popping and locking and whacking of course that has technique but hip-hop as a whole or at least in my experience tends to be the style with the least rules and I think yeah. I love that just because I love being feeling free and I just feel like it's one of the most expressive as well um, but that's just in my, in my experience and so I think that's why I gravitated towards it I like that so tell me because it's so freeing and you can make up your own moves have mm-hmm. there been any restrictions being a plus-size dancer mm-hmm. with you doing hip-hop and how have you kind of felt in in that scenario yeah, um, absolutely. I think in every style, plus size people are at a disadvantage because of the history of, you know, the dancer body. Um, and so I think any style we, we struggle. Um, but I think hip hop specifically, or at least what has been my my biggest uh hurdle I've had to jump over is at least in the LA industry, um, in the commercial industry, um, I feel like they most of the time in female dancers or um, feminine dancers, they want, you know, sexy or sex can sell or whatever, especially if it's um, not to be stereotypical. But a lot of the times if it's a male artist, they care a lot about appearance. And for some reason, don't ask me why, because it's not true, but they don't see plus size people as being able to sell that that vibe or that storyline. And that's caused me to not get a lot of opportunities um, because they look at me a certain way. And so I think that's been the biggest struggle is just people's first impression of me um, and then making assumptions or um, already having opinions about me before I dance. And I think that's the biggest thing I've struggled with in LA specifically and as a hip hop commercial dancer. 
Um, And I think that still is my struggle currently. And it probably, unfortunately, will be a struggle my entire dance career. Um, We're making progress for sure. Absolutely. Good. Um, I think the fact that I even have a career shows that we're making progress. Um, You're doing so amazing. You're just doing so amazing. And, you you know, check out Amanda's videos because (laughs) she can move. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's just Amanda is just amazing. And, you know, it really saddens me that you know people make assumptions but you know that's the society that we're in and I think you know with your hashtag breaking the stereotype you know we'll we'll start to kind of shift some of those um some of those stereotypes some of those assumptions about body size because Mm -hmm. I've seen your moves you're incredibly flexible incredibly agile and just move so beautifully um thank you yeah, it's just amazing, Amanda. Thank you so um, much. <laughs> you're very welcome. It's, you know, I, I'm just inspired. I'm inspired. Um, but I do, I do feel the the assumptions. You know, for me as a um, a follow in a partner dance, uh-huh. you know, sometimes I feel like you know I'm not approached or invited to dance, but. Mm. Um, you know, goodness me, I'll wander around the dance, the edge of the dance floor and just invite anyone I want to dance because, you know, it's it's a lost opportunity. If the music's playing, you just want to get up and dance. So, you know, just ask anyone because we're all we all start at beginner level as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether we've been dancing for, you know, 10 years, 20 years, uh, 30 years or um, a bit longer than that, maybe <laughs> any other forms of dance we've done. We've done uh, ballet, jazz and tap. We've done hip hop. Mm-hmm. What, what other genres have you um, indulged in? Yeah, well, I actually I actually have done a lot of styles. That I feel like people probably wouldn't guess. I've done clogging. I did that for a few years. I did Irish wow. dance. Um, I'm Irish, obviously. Well, if, if you if you can't see me, then you'll be like, what do you mean, obviously? <laughs> um, I have red hair, freckles, super fair skin. Um, so I, I did Irish dance for a couple years as well, and that was really fun. Um, but it ended up being way too much, to, way too much to do. So I had to kind of narrow it down. But I I'm I've always been a person that likes trying new things and. Um, I love just playing around and I love the arts and anything creative I'm down to try. So I love that. And actually like speaking of salsa dancing, um, I haven't tried it for real, but one of my close friends, um, he's trying to get me to, to do salsa dancing. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) Um, if, if he doesn't get you to do salsa, try out bachata. Um, if you come across that in the U S um, you know, just the Cuban style, uh, you know, the isolation, you know, we kind of move parts of your body and the rest of your body mm-hmm. doesn't move. All of those yeah. things. I've seen you do that in hip hop. You will absolutely master bachata. Um, it's one of my favorite dances. Yeah, definitely. Bachata and salsa. Okay, I'll, I'll have to work on that. So um, you mentioned um, your Irish roots. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a bit more. Uh, I actually need to learn more about my um, kind of family tree because I, I haven't uh, do- do- delved dove into it that that much. Um, but I do know, I believe my, my mom's grandfather, I want to say, um, was very Irish and 
I want to say from Ireland. Um, and then they immigrated, obviously, but I have very heavy Irish roots. And then I also am French. And that's where my last name comes from. Um, LeCount. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, I'd love to learn more about kind of my Irish side of my family. Um, I think it's so beautiful. And I think the culture there is beautiful. And I, I'd love to go to Ireland, too. I haven't been yet, um, but I'd love to go there. I feel like I'd feel like right at home. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'd love to go there and kind of experience that. Um, so yeah it is it is very beautiful you'll have to come to the UK we yeah we're gonna have to organize that my dream is to get to Blackpool Tower Ballroom yeah uh, we can yes if you're ever in the UK yeah just just call me Amanda (laughs) absolutely I will for sure I'm gonna take you up on that you've got some very exciting projects coming up Um, we will be seeing you a lot more it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not already following Amanda on Instagram and social media, how can people get hold of you, Amanda? Sure. Um, it's almost overwhelming. There's so many social medias nowadays, but um, my main ones are Instagram, like you had previously mentioned, which is just Amanda LeCount. Uh, I do have a TikTok. It's Amanda underscore LeCount. And then uh, besides that, um, I have a website where you can f- kind of find everything else about me. That's AmandaLeCount.com. Um, my merch is up there, my store, um, uh, my videos, all things like that. So my website is there too. Fabulous. And um Obviously, before we were recording, Amanda, um, we were talking about, you know, management and agents, Mm -hmm. you know, supporting you. But actually, you do all of your social media yourself. I do. Because actually, and I loved hearing that, you know, it sounds, you know, it's just amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. all of the the following that you have and the work that you're doing and the the dancing and the practicing and the rehearsing and the TV stuff, um, you still want to do that because it's you Mm -hmm. absolutely um i i'm super passionate about keeping my social media as mine and my thing and i think that's why it is so authentic to me is because it is me um and everything i post uh comes straight from my heart um and yeah i i like it that way of course sometimes it can be a little overwhelming or stressful but i'm i'm just so lucky to have the platform i do and i want to try to interact with everyone i can and connect with people that support me and i'm just lucky to have the platform so that's the least i can do (laughs) oh i'm so grateful you responded amanda um so if you're using all of this social media do you have any social media tips for any of us out there to still doing our own social media Sure. I would say don't worry about other people's opinions. Um, I would say if you're trying to like get big on social media, don't worry about other people's opinions. The right people will find you. And then you'll be so grateful when if you or when if you do blow up that you have people that genuinely support what you stand for, what you're about, and you're not putting on a front um, or or being fake just to please other people. Um, so truly just be authentic and and post what you want to post and, and say what you want to say and the right people will find you. Um, and then just don't worry about yeah, don't worry about other people's opinions. Just don't let it get oh. to you. Oh, my goodness. Amanda, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Um, it's just been incredible uh, to chat with you and, uh, you know, hear about all the potential activity and things coming up and your dance stuff. And actually, you know, the last message about, you know, not worrying about other people's opinion and just mm-hmm. posting and sharing 
what you feel from the heart because actually the right people will find you Mm -hmm. so um amanda once again thank you so much Um, and uh hopefully we'll see you in the uk at some point very soon good luck with everything um i will be following your journey thank you (laughs) you're amazing thank you so much i appreciate it and it was great talking to you and to you I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have recording it I look forward to have you listening in again for the next episode and in the meantime I'd love you to rate review and download this episode thanks again for listening 